Were he a lesser man, the explorer certainly would have fled in terror at the sight. But weeks of privation had purged him of fear. Instead, he gazed in wonderment, reading the strange hieroglyphs and runes as if he understood them, pondering the bas-relief of cavorting gargoyles and chimeras, and letting his consciousness wander through the maze of razor-like protrusions that scrolled in every direction along the upright surface, until at last he found the door. With an alacrity that belied his emaciated and exhausted physical condition, he scrambled onto the vertical ice, finding holds in the intricate designs and using frozen thorns as ladder rungs, until he was at last face to face with the only section of ice in the tableau that was neither decorated with the macabre designs nor emanating the ethereal blue luminosity. That it was a door, he knew only on an intuitive level. It resembled nothing ever devised by man to block a threshold. There were no hinges, nor was it equipped with any obvious latching mechanism. Yet the explorer correctly recognized it for what it was, and did what any explorer will do when finding a blocked portal. He opened it. The Adventures of Captain Falcon by D. Dodge Dalton Castle Perilous Episode 10 Falcon looked up at the chute through which he had just plummeted in breath of rare curse. The square frame around the trap door gaped high above, mocking his helplessness. Then the maw closed. A sheet of dull steel slid across the opening to seal him in a tomb of eternal night. He couldn't believe he had fallen for such an obvious ruse. Still, Hurricane and the Padre would have known better than to call out to him if there was even a remote chance that their summons would lead him into a trap. Had he been mistaken? Captain, here! Help us! The shout echoed in the confines of the dark chamber. The stentorian roar, like boulders crushing together in an earthquake, could only belong to Hurricane Hurley. Falcon fished his lighter from a pocket and struck the flint wheel. The orange tongue of fire threw scant light into the gloom, but it was enough for him to accurately assess the depth of his troubles. The chamber in which he had fallen was long and narrow, a trench or a dried-up canal. The pervasive mustiness was evidence for the latter explanation. Holding the flame before him like a torch, with his trusty razor-sharp hatchet at the ready in his right fist, he had advanced in the direction in which the shouts had come. The voice did not repeat. But after a few strides he heard a different sound, barely audible in between the slap of his boot soles on the damp cobble floor. He froze in place and pitched his voice just above a whisper. Is it a trap? The answer came immediately, a muffled affirmative. Then his world was abruptly filled with light. He shaded his eyes reflexively with one hand, snuffing out the lighter with the other. It took only a moment for his eyes to adjust to the sudden glare of the overhead Klieg lights but even through the haze he could distinguish the forms of his friends bound and gagged like sacrificial victims awaiting their fate. Nathan, the Padre Hobbs, was held in place with only a simple wrought-iron chain affixed to shackles at each extremity. The bonds had been pulled taut, forcing him into an immobile spread eagle against the wall, and a length of rope had been forced between his teeth like a bit to prevent him from calling out. Somewhat more strenuous measures had been required to subdue Hurricane. The burly soldier looked like King Kong trussed up for his New York debut. When his fierce eyes fell upon his leader, the giant found an untapped vein of fury renewed his assault on the triple strand of rope that kept him from speaking. With a single massive effort, he succeeded in biting the ropes apart. He spat out the fibers with an unprintable oath. Falcon remained motionless, studying his compatriots in their bonds. The Padre and Hurricane had been gagged. There was no way they could have called out to him. Then who?